Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Deep with Stacey Pressman, the new Corona cast. Well, actually, it's not a Corona. I, I started during the coronavirus. Actually, I did it prior to the coronavirus. I did a test episode with a gentleman who uh, broke the Epstein case. It's one episode on YouTube. Check it out with Je- uh, with uh, Ed Opperman. So you should listen to that episode. Uh, things are getting crazy. We don't know what's happening. And uh, But I go one-on-one with people I'm friends with, my favorite people in the world, people I have interesting jobs, people that are on the front lines, people that are just hanging out at home, comedians, actors, uh writers uh homeless people they all they're on the show so um anyway on the phone today on uh we have a very famous very funny guy he this guy is like i could say he's a jack of all trades and i don't mean you know uh, he's done wrestling he's done theater he's been in the opera he's done television he does comedy he's also has a professional job i don't know if i should mention it uh, he's a, a Loris doctorate. I don't know if I said that right. Anyway, uh, everybody, uh, Mr. Mike Jenkins is on the phone. On Howdy. The- how are you? How are what you? an intro. Thank you. Did I introduce you right? Juris doctorate. Is that correct? I I don't like going there, but yeah, sure. <laughs> well, it's your street cred, motherfucker. You bet. Well, I mean, not a, a, I, I, I got a PhD. Lie. I have a PhD. <laughs> this is no dummy we're on the phone with. He, he does not only has he wrestled half naked with a dog collar, he also does um, law. So there you go. <laughs> I, I, I I haven't gotten half naked in, in a long time, but maybe after the pandemic, I'll do one more half naked fight. So. One more fight for the pandemic? You bet. I'll put my money on you. So are you all right? So you you have done. A lot in your life, uh, apparently. Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> like all our accomplishments right now, just it doesn't fucking matter. We're all like just stuck at home, basically. Like Tom Hanks, you, me, it's all the same shit at this point. This has actually been the best two weeks of my life. I don't feel like I have to accomplish anything. I'm just sitting at home enjoying Nintendo and, and Netflix and Fire Stick and well, eating, what do you do with better, the fire but, stick? That <laughs> uh, doesn't sound too good. It's it's. I just discovered it. it has a bunch of free apps on there. Oh yeah, I had a roommate so. that left one. <laughs> I have a fire stick stuck in my TV, but I'm too lazy to change the input on my TV to put the fire stick in. Well, maybe one time I'll examine your input and get a new fire stick running. That'd be nice of you to help me with my, you know, you can put your fire stick in my TV. That might help me watch some, uh, pass the time. Love it. Um, so, whoa. So a lot of our shows have been canceled. Uh, we've worked together, you know, over the years, uh, in New York clubs and whatnot. And now that's not happening. We shared dollar pizza together, which was fun. Uh, in between shows, and now that's not a bit. Well, we could go get dollar pizza if we wanted to risk our lives at this point, but they're probably not even open. I would assume they're probably like five. You don't think pizza. they're open? I haven't even been in the city. It's very weird. I, was I going haven't done city. Oh, two, three times a week, and and now you're not going so, at all. 
it's like, what's the city? There's cities in there. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I live in Brooklyn, which is outside, like probably as far as you are from the city. I probably live as far. Yeah, I live in, you know, by Coney Island. So okay. it's a city, but it's not the city, you know. And uh, it's pretty, it's suburban-ish. That's suburban, but it's like houses and it's not like, you know, we're not on top of each other. People have yards. You know, it's probably like parts of New Jersey are. Um, we don't have grassy knolls, but we have like enough room where we can social distance here. But in Manhattan, I just heard it's like just insane a little bit. Like everyone's just kind of stuck in their apartments more. It's got to be very depressing. Yeah. Like what's your typical Buildings. day right now? After you play with what's your fi- after you play with your fire stick, what is your typical day? Today I went to the grand opening of the local Dollar Tree and Family Dollar, <laughs> and I never thought such an event would be so spectacular. I, I waited an hour in line, six feet apart from everybody, and I was one of the few that was complying and enforcing it, but. I've never been inside a Dollar Tree where there wasn't shit all over the floor. I've <laughs> never been in a brand new one. It was completely organized. I was taking pictures. I was in heaven. As much as people are hating on China, all that shit comes from China. And it's a dollar for everything you'd ever want or need. They have some yeah. good stuff like that you can like never use. I mean, they have they do have like some decent stuff. It's, it's, Very good stuff. They're going to put CVS and Walgreens out of business. It's the same shit for $8 in those stores. Well, what did you Pretty get? Pretty much. I mean, I wouldn't really buy medicine there. Or like, like they have aller- I wouldn't really buy their allergy medicine or their aspirin. I'd be kind of weirded out by that. You know, they're like well, the, the name brands do make a smaller size, too. So you do get good old American, if that even exists, or non-Chinese products in there just the smaller packets so so what did you get there if you don't mind me asking i i I got a dial hand soap antibacterial i finally found some i was using low-grade normal soap. oh no and 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 i was like i said to the clerk with the normal soap well what what i've been using this what the hell's it been doing why is there soap it's not antibacterial i think any soap (laughs) works I think. That's what I thought too, but now I'm I'm panicked and I'm looking for ones that say antibacterial. So I finally got one. I got I got some travel toothbrushes. I got some uh, Reese's Easter peanut butter eggs because I will not be going anywhere. I know. I noticed that. Um, I know that Easter stuff has been all they're, they're pre on sale. Usually they're on sale after after the holiday and they're top price right now. So, you, but a lot of people. You know, Easter and Passover around the same time. And I noticed a lot of the stuff is like already like people aren't buying it. You know, I mean, so it's half price. Yeah. It's like the holiday's over. It's like, fuck it. Done. Didn't even happen. Easter Bunny's not coming. No. He's coming early. Yeah. I noticed that a lot of the candy was on sale already. I'm like, well, that's weird. So you got you got your Easter candy. What else did you get? Anything exciting? I got Easter candy. I, I saw a lady walking out with 90 rolls of toilet paper. Oh, did you want I to punch really her? still at this point? There was so much in there. It's just, I, I don't know. She dropped some. All I did was laugh. But I I, I'm a, I, I live alone, so I do not use that much toilet paper. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I, I know it doesn't. I mean, I only buy like, I'll go buy two rolls. And I'll, you know, I think people are afraid of this is what I think the issue is that people are afraid that this also be like, no one can go out and all the stores are closed. I think there's that fear because it could get there. I think that's what the I, fear is because we're not even in the yeah. depth of it. 
and the worst of it supposedly and then they're afraid like like for instance i was ordering amazon fresh for my mom and i and then now like it's a week before i can get an order in or like peapod is like or all these food delivery services that you know so you don't have to go out of your house and you know what i've been doing is i've kind of tried to i don't really like going to the supermarket but i'd rather go it's like it's something to do and totally and the, I'm like if you get the disease i mean i'm wearing a mask and glo- i mean i don't even know what to do anymore but like as long as if everyone wears masks we're kind of okay because then they are not spreading it and they're not getting it so if you you know if we all act like we don't we have it and we wear masks that does help but everyone has like, to wear a mask of some i sort. feel like uh when you're washing your hands all the time people have these old dirty dirty gloves on that they're not washing they're drooling all over their mask and dragging it back out. Some people have it half off their face. It's yeah, that's me. There, there is no, <laughs> there is no kind. Of, it's I, I, I assume people with have a, ma- a mask. Yeah, that they have every disease under the sun, and I and I try to avoid them. And well, right, but I'm saying at least they're not. They're blocking it from you and your and themselves. So it's kind of like a. It's a double, you're basically wearing, two, when you wear one mask, you're wearing two, if two people wear a mask, it's like you're be, being protected from yourself and them. So it's like kind of courtesy on both ends. So if you have something, yeah. you're protecting yourself. You're protecting other people from your own germs and vice versa. It's not so much you're you're not getting what they get, but you're protecting yourself from other things. I don't know. But I think if everyone wore masks, that would be a good thing. That's just my opinion. I think that would help a little bit. But yeah, that that would that would make sense if you had them, if they were clean, if they were new every day. But on, on some level, is this about population control? Because it's starting to get pretty scary. I know because I'm yeah. reading on Facebook every day someone else is dying or dead or. Yeah. Do you? I don't know. That, are you finding that on your like Facebook wall or your social media? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, you know, other than, than like famous people, like someone's father died, someone's. Uh, you know, brother died that I was friends with, you know, like a lot of people are just like random people I'm hearing. And then some people like have it and they're just, they're all better. Like they have it for a week and then they said it was really bad and then they're better or they just like sort of suffering for like two weeks uncomfortably, really not so great. So it's like, it's, it's also, they don't know the disease either. So no one really knows what's going on. That's the problem. Like no one knows how the disease is exactly hitting because it's hitting everyone so different. I guess kind of like HIV did in the eighties. Some people dropped dead. Most people did die, but like AIDS was very different in the 80s and is now, obviously. So it's kind of like that. It's that fear. We don't really know what it is. 100%. It'd be a lot more clear if people just exploded in public and then we would probably <laughs> never go outside ever again. That would be so horrific. But yeah, I agree completely. It's, it's an anomaly. And like most things in life, I'm clueless and happy to say i know that i don't know i'm not one of those people that posts all the answers online and feels i gotta throw in my two cents right if you're not a doctor don't put it online i mean you're a doctor but not not that if you're not a medical doctor or like someone who's like really in biochemistry like just don't post anything unless it's like from a doctor like don't start posting what you you know blow dry or in your nose or it doesn't live in heat you know that's not true because otherwise people in florida would have been better you know so it's like all bullshit the biggest problem with the internet is highly intelligent people tend to not partake at all 
and post their opinions, fears, and worries and demands on how the rest of the world should run. <laughs> That's a good point. But, uh, other folks love to air everything out there. We try to avoid that. And I, I haven't been inspired with any of this virtual comedy, virtual karaoke, virtual Ugh. sing at home. Like I, I didn't get into show business to perform Online. on a phone or a computer. It just doesn't, doesn't light my fire. I agree. I agree. Um, like I was offered a Zoom gig and I was like, no, it wasn't even, a, it was like, I, I, should have done it, but I just, I didn't really have it. In, first of all, I don't even, I don't even want to go live. You know me, I like to go live. Like, but I like to go live on my own terms. Like, I don't like to go live because yeah. I have to go live. I like to do it when I'm having fun or when I'm out. I, it's more of a social thing if I go live. And I don't want to go live. Hi, everybody. I'm doing a talk show. I mean, I'm not put, begrudge, begrudging anybody yeah. who does that. I just don't. Right now, I'm not getting off on that. I, I'm like a purist. Like, I like my podcast. <laughs> Maybe I'll do my podcast on YouTube if I brush my hair this week. But, like, I don't really feel like being online with people, you know, uh, in that way. And I, I, I'll go online with sometimes if I'm really in the mood. I, I, I did it with a friend the other day. But I really have to be in the mood. And I'm really not in the, I'm not in the mood. Like, I'm depressed. Like, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I'm fucking depressed. Like, I'm not going to fake it. Like, I don't know if I'm depressed or just I'm despondent. Mm. And... I'm having a lot of trouble just like functioning and clean, cleaning my space and like brushing my hair. Like I don't even want to do anything. I'm not even eating. Like people are, I'm not barely eating. Like I'm having oh. trouble eating normal food. Like I've been eating like I have a stomach virus, you know, like I have a piece of bread and some cheese and then maybe if later I'll have a tea. Like I'm eating like I'm in a nursing home already. I'm literally having jello. <laughs> Flavor Jello, <laughs> sugar-free, uh, sugar-free vegan Jello, which is like mush. Uh, with, with oh my god, they've they've ruined Jello too. <laughs> you can't even just have fucking Jello. Well, I bought the vegan. I'm like Sharon, uh, but yeah, Ugh. and I put I did put whipped cream on. I was bad, but I mean, maybe that's my treat was whipped cream. Yes, I've been making like almond milk egg creams, which is like seltzer water and like stevia chocolate drops with, um almond milk and it's delicious i've oh i've that's like my treat like i'm really i guess i'm not i'm on like on a weird diet without realizing it i just don't feel like eating it and for my mother's birthday we ordered a pizza that's like equivalent to you going to the dollar store opening my mother's 85th birthday we ordered a pizza now my mom like likes to really go out to dinner and stuff and we didn't we don't feel safe getting food out we just don't even feel safe with that so i mean i don't know maybe it's just the way it is i've never been into the 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 diet thing. I, I probably ate better when I was an athlete, but I kind of subscribed to the the more I eat like shit, the stronger my body will get. But I, I have been eating healthier just because I'm doing nothing and right. I have time now to wash strawberries and cut them and eat them. And, right. People have, well, you, you know, were working. There's plenty of time to do everything. <laughs> well, you were working. I mean, you have your, you know, your, your, your lawyer job. And then I, you have, then you were in the, at the Met. Why don't you tell everybody what, because you did a show at the, if anyone doesn't know, Michael, Mike Jenkins does a lot of acting and he's been on Discovery ID and all those kinds of crime shows. He plays cops or he plays white supremacists, depending on the role. But I know that he he uh, actually has been on doing uh, theater at the Metropolitan Opera House. I mean, at, at Lincoln Center, but the Metrop Metropolitan, at the Met, right? Is that it? 
It sadly feels like a lifetime ago, but we, we ended, I think, February 28th, maybe, or 20th or something. But I'm, I'm so blessed that we had a, a full run of, uh, it was Porgy and Bess. Okay. And uh, Did you sing? I played a cop in that. I, no, I do not sing. At all, not one word. <laughs> there are actors in the opera who, who don't sing. They call them supers, so super numeri. So, so do you get like a shit d- dressing room in the, in the basement? <laughs> like are you treating they, like... They, they, they treat everyone uh, very good. So, so tell us about the experience. The you, so, so, so you get your call time is an hour, two hours before the show? Uh, my call time was actually a curtain call because... We came out, our first scene was like 45 minutes into it or something, but I, I did get to yell some things and shout. But So you had mostly acting. You had, so was that fun? Was that like thrilling to be in, in, at the opera house like that? It was one of the best uh, experiences of my life, and it was one of those things that I didn't actively pursue. It just kind of, you know, a surprise like that. So what, oh, what wow. a blessing. But, That's yeah. amazing. Pretty, so, pretty pretty trippy so go through the this is going to be interesting so you go to the theater at curtain call yes. you go into hair and makeup do they dress you do you dress yourself does there the costume people ever i know they're very... for, for, for this particular role i had no hair and makeup so but that that's how i prefer it i can't stand that stuff they didn't I mean, put like basically usually when on. i'm on tv they just throw powder on me and stuff i'm like what what are you even doing <laughs> So they didn't have to put any like because it's opera, so sometimes they put like makeup on to enhance. Oh, they I I I'm I'm on a like an Instagram group of uh, the Met actors and supers and some of the costumes and makeup they do. It's extraordinary. It looks like Disney World or something. It's outstanding. But you had what no makeup. Do, you had nothing on. I I had oh. none on this. I was at a cop in 1934. So okay, I you don't have to do anything. Look pretty rough. Okay, no like dirt <laughs> on your face or anything like that. Or like, I guess as a cop, I had access to baths and showers, but the the townsfolk they looked a little rough and dirty, so they were probably going through stuff. But so you got on stage, and what would you do? What was your line? What would you have lines? Did you have to do action dance? What did you do? I, I yelled, "Come on out now! You hear someone done did it." I was a southern cop with uh, after a murder took place, and uh, I got to improv a little. So okay, come I, out! Uh, you hear someone done yeah, damn, I was did look, it? We were looking for the killers. Whenever there was a murder, the police would show up in in Porgy and Bess. And how many and how many scenes were you in? Two two scenes, but they were pretty. Uh, it's pretty fun. The whole music stops and we come out and kind of ruin everything. And at the end, we got booed every night. So oh, as an good. actor, that's quite an honor. So <laughs> what was your rehearsal process like? Did you have to go every day to rehearsal? How'd that work? The first day of rehearsal, I got to be with the entire cast. It was like over 100 people. Wow. And we danced to like African drums to like How conjure fun. up the spirit of African American, so it was it was. I lost myself in there. Let me tell you that I was on another planet. And this, said, I can't believe I'm getting paid to. That's amazing. To do this, I'm so it jealous. was felt like the the scene in Blues Brothers where they're dancing in the church. It was so cool. You were just like <laughs> lost in this like other world. Like I don't think people understand. Like we do stand up, and that's like fun. But there's nothing like doing theater with a great group of people. Especially in a in a in a in an iconic theater, you know, uh, like like you did, and and with probably the most talented people in the world, 
in what they do. I it, mean, there's it nothing was like it. A spectacular, spectacular casts and principles, and I, I was in awe. I had the best seat every night on stage. So. Well, when this this <laughs> is wild. over, there's two plays I want to do. Um, there's two plays I want to do. One I don't know if I could do. I I might. I, 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 there's two plays I want to do. One is called Beirut, and it's about being quarantined and like. It, they're, they're both two people plays and the other one is called Owl and the Pussycat which I've been wanting to do and I was supposed to do it but this all happened <clears throat> so I was supposed to do it down in Florida so I might can you know if we we don't if we live through this I hope I can do it but but I I get to do theater every couple of I did the vagina monologues which was we actually did it as theater we didn't read it so it was like memorized I did that on a run with uh, Vicki Cooperman and Vanessa Hollingshead in 2017. And then we did it again in um, 2018 in, um, we did it in Westside Comedy Club. I think, did you come to that? No, you came to the other thing that we did, didn't you? I, I wish I would have came to that. That sounds like right up my alley. Oh, it was so good. We <laughs> so have, we I've never been to a vagina night. monologue, so well, I don't really know what goes down, but I, I tend to like. They were sexy uh, and they were also kind of tragic, some of the monologues. Um, ah, I don't I know written, a lot of tragic. They, they were written... They were written by Eve Ensler years ago, and she writes new ones every year for V-Day to bring awareness to, uh, you know, uh, rape and all that stuff and bad things that happen to vaginas. And it's a woman empowerment, but a lot of men enjoy it. I had a sexy monologue where I played a, uh, someone who liked to give pleasure to women, and I orgasm at the end. And I did, like, we all did a few different monologues. Um, oh, so so you're and, doing someone else's vagina adventure. You're not writing no, the vagina adventure of they're Stacey. All no, and they're oh, acted okay. out. So the one we did in New York was with uh, Vanessa and and Vicky, Vanessa Cooperman and Vicky and, uh, and Vanessa Hollings and Vicky Cooperman, uh, Gina Savage, Nikki Sunshine, and myself. And we did that the monologues and there were we had a five we had you know phil donahue came and um his wife oh uh, wow what's his wife his wife uh his friends Mar marlo thomas so we had a lot of celebrities come through to watch it it was very very honorable and i i it was a great experience at doing it in new york but we toured in florida in these big theaters and that was really great so I, that was like my third run doing it i had done it a few years ago at marion groden and this other young lady but um and then i went back to florida to do grandma sylvia's funeral again which was fun that was like the next year, but well, the year before I can't, no, the next year I did that. So it's, it's, uh, I get to do theater like once or twice a year. Uh, I don't do it enough. It's my favorite thing to do. Like theater, you know, I don't mean theaters, comedy theaters. I mean, like regular theater. So it's, it's, it's fun. You've done, so you, I do want to go back and do more, obviously. I'm assuming, right? We're, we're, we're hoping to come back in two years. I don't know if that <laughs> includes me, but. Once again, it, it, it was a blessing, and I'd be happy to go back. But who knows? As you know, things come and go in so you, business. So you were a wrestler. I know you went by the name of Mad Dog Jenkins. Is that correct? Am I correct about that? Of course. That's I, I do a, a vagina monologue of Mad Dog Jenkins. So tell us how about many people can. <laughs> so so <laughs> what was that? How long ago was wrestling? Was it that 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 was my childhood dream and and, <laughs> and I got clean and sober around age twenty eight and I finally had the courage to go after it and uh, I got to do it for four or five years absolutely.
That's amazing. Some of my childhood heroes like Bushwhacker Luke, Honky Tonk Man, Tito Santana, all the eighties legends. Uh work uh So you were sober when you wrestled or not sober? Yes, yes, yes. And uh was trained uh, in part by the great guy, Doctor Tom Pritchard. That's amazing. Uh, he's got a wrestling school down in Kentucky right now, but uh I eventually uh my I played some college football, played high school football and I succumbed to too many concussions in pro wrestling and I wow. forced to forced to quit, but that got me into comedy. So were you doing yeah, I, your law by I'm confused. When did you go to law school? Before the drugs, after the drugs or I, I, I went through law school drunk and high and I don't blame I, I got you. sober and said, <laughs> Why did I even go there? <laughs> you kinda of just so, just went you probably didn't really want to do it and so you probably anesthetized yourself to get through it. I, I don't it was a rough time in my life, but uh, you know, another another blessing. So so that's interesting about like that. I know people are in sobriety now, uh, and recovery and I've been in for eating disorders and other things. As you know, I, I'm having, like, some of my addictions are coming up, and I know a lot of people are doing Zoom meetings. Do you have any advice for people who are facing addictions in this time of isolation when, when community is what really helps people a lot get staged over and stay out of their addictions? Do you have any advice? I, I was very fortunate. I went through a hardcore 12-step program where we actually did the 12 steps as outlined in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. and I, I developed a relationship with and on my higher power which I, I call God and I, I've been fortunate I, I watch you know like Joel Osteen online and a bunch right. of spiritual preachers I pray and meditate so okay I've been lucky but I, I can't fathom being on the front line of, of not having gone through that process and being alone and isolated but I'm sure there's tons of 12 step groups online and people meeting. And I, I heard Artie Lang say he was struggling and he canceled some of his shows. And, you know, my heart goes out to him with uh, yeah. you know, being okay. new, newly in recovery and, and trying to do this thing. But I, I've been fortunate. And knock on wood, I might yeah. want, end up with a beer bottle in my mouth in an hour from now. But one, one sec. I know, <laughs> I, I know. Hope I... Not. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have the tools, if you don't, right, exactly. If people don't, if they're just beginning the 12 steps or they're just starting to get sober or they made that decision, it's a very hard time to be in. Specifically, you know, I remember there was a time in my life when I was really messed up, like in my 20s. I talk about, I talk about it. I, I posted the article the other day about my eating disorder, but I also had like an alcohol problem that was associated with my eating disorder. It went hand in hand. Um and I went to 12-step programs in the community. You know, I, I, uh, I, I got myself sort of like back together, but it was bad. Like I was, you know, I did a lot of things that were very dangerous, very like, like I wasn't a person that was like, oh, I have to drink every day. But as a person that when I did drink, bad things would happen, like severely bad things would happen. Yeah. Either I would do something where I would go into a, some kind of bulimic uh, episode that was like detrimentally dangerous or I would start throwing up in my bed from the alcohol or I would possibly get alcohol poisoning. I'd binge drink. That was what I would do on an empty stomach. Uh, is, is is there any other way to drink? I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I mean, it's funny because now I don't wouldn't even think of wanting to do that, but that's, 
and I'm not sober. Like I'm not saying I'm sober, but I'm sober from other things. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying I'm sober from alcohol a hundred percent, but I don't have the cravings that I had, whatever. So whatever was going on, um, I have to, I do have to be really careful though. Um, uh, with a lot of uh, other things. So, uh, I'm like an addict a hundred percent, but what I do is I just shut everything down. This is my coping mechanism, which doesn't help it either. And I, I just like, don't do anything. Does that make sense? So I won't do anything bad to myself. So I like, I don't know. And I, if I, I don't know. I, I have an anxiety disorder. So that's kind of most of the problem I have. I, I think we're all unique, but at the same time, same. And if it's working for you, you know, more power to you, but. Yeah, some, some right. things work and some things just don't work. So, I I mean, I'm yeah. sure I need to change things up in my life a lot. But uh, so if you have any words of encouragement to people that are struggling, please give them here. It's a time. Oh, find a sponsor, find a loved one, find a spiritual advisor and, and, and call them every day. But at the same time, what, what a blessing to have so much free time. I, have, I haven't slept this well in in in. 10, 15 years. Right. So you know, I was drinking 12 coffees a day, blasting through my day. I, I finally had to quit coffee. You were tired all the um, time. You were always tired. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible. So, I haven't had coffee since Christmas. And yeah, I'm sleeping. Now my addiction's sleeping. I'm always going to have an addiction. I like in train spotting too, where he says, You're an addict. Just get addicted to something positive. So I, I, I think that's what I'm hearing from you too. When, when we're addicted to our art and our passion, it's a good thing. But it's I can easily go back to my depression and bipolar and and just you know be on the opposite side. Yeah, but. I think so much has been taken away. This is the other thing. Like I, so much has been taken away. Like you know, you know, like the thing, the healthy things, like going to a yoga class, going to a meeting, going to, you know you know, going away and seeing friends, like things that I would always, you know, I have like different, I have slaw addiction. I have sex and love addiction. So I would like have a lot of good coping mechanisms that are all gone. Wow. All of it's gone. Every single one of them, you know, so I can't go, you know, my in-person meetings, my in-person therapy sessions going, you know, traveling when I had a little extra money, obviously stand up having, some great shows, something having bad shows, even like going into the studio and doing a show like at the compound. If I like what, you know, had a booking, like I don't, that's all like not here. So it's like, I'm in shock. I'm personally in shock right now. And I have, it hasn't hit me a hundred percent what's going on. Like, I know what, like logically what's going on, but it hasn't totally like the, the gravity hasn't hit me yet. And, and then, you know, and then the loss like of, of life of people that I've known or friends of mine watching them suffer. It's like very scary. There's like a, like it's like nine 11 for me all over again. I lived through nine 11. I don't know if you were living in the area around nine 11, but it was bad. It was, uh, I, I was in Newark, New Jersey and, and well, you were in the area. You could see the buildings across the water. And I, and I, I, I drove home. There was no one on the highway. And as I was going around the, the circle I saw the I was listening to Howard Stern announced the other building was falling so I heard, yeah I remember that I, I was watching but you know God bless everyone who was actually in the city but yeah and this feels different than this that. is doesn't it, it? And, 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 and I also think the blackout 
I this the blackout was scarier to me because we didn't even have phones then. Me and too. Yeah, the black. Oh my god, this blackout. <laughs> that blackout right and the all year. All the food was rotting, and there was nowhere to go. <laughs> and it was hot. It was hot as hell. And um, uh, I flee. I flipped out in the blackout because I couldn't get in touch with anybody, and I was dark, and I was like, I I, I literally I I, fr- I flipped out. That like was like yeah yeah. Me too. I flipped out. The bl- there's a black. If those of you who don't know, in New York, I don't know if it was, it was. Oh no, it was all. It was like a, some kind of grid. Like like everybody, there was like a major Terrible. blackout. We don't really know. We to this day we don't know, and we didn't know if it was terrorism. We had no idea what was going on because we just had suffered 9/11. We didn't know if that was like some kind of Al Qaeda bullshit going on. And then all of a sudden there was there was like a major blackout in the whole grid of like America was it all of North America I don't know really know in Canada and it was like what the hell and and then it went back on eventually but it was scary that was very scary uh, so and a lot of us had PTSD from the 9/11 now we're dealing with this crap so that was scary now we're in something totally different that I don't even know what this is and yes yeah, some people like yourself you probably needed a vacation and a rest and you're finally thank God getting it I believe. Because you said you always retired. You always tell me it shows I'm tired. Da, da, da. So I think it's good that you have your <laughs> I've rest. I've never felt more rested ever. But yes, as the pandemic spreads, it's like, oh my God, this is really bad. So it's starting to get that blackout feeling for me. Right. And we have to all keep each Different together. at the same time. I mean, I've been calling my friends as you know as much as I can. Then sometimes I don't even feel like calling, talking to anybody. Like I didn't answer my phone this morning. Um, or this afternoon, I wasn't answering the phone because I was being negative, Nancy. Uh, but yeah, it's been like a lot for a lot of people, and um, and we a lot of us had projects in the works that we were excited about, and shows and uh, things that you know concerned things going out of the house with other people, and now we don't have that, so we have to like make up for that. I mean, look, it's not the worst. Look, being stuck in the house, and and like. Being in our own space is a lot better than a lot of things that could be happening. Am I right? Like, uh, absolutely. But, uh, but we have to be positive. I mean, that's why I do this podcast. I try to do it every day. I mean, I've been doing like I did. I do like a podcast a day, except the weekend. Sometimes I don't. But uh, I give Ed a little break. So unless he wants me to do it, I'll do one. But if I'm in the, if my voice is up to it, I do. I try to do this almost every day. And I check in with somebody and say hi, and we talk about what they're doing. And I'm trying not to do Corona talk, but like it just comes up. So I guess we got to talk about it a little bit. But I'm like excited to hear, you know, like telling people about the but about your job at the Met. Are you? Are you? What shows are you on? Um, what, what, how many racist cops are you playing on Discovery Channel? Or criminals? I, I, <laughs> I was in a racist cop, but I I did three episodes of Homicide City. I was in a recurring role as Detective Bill Britt. Okay. That was pretty cool. Homicide but City. Okay. Well, and that's nothing, on... nothing on the horizon. Like I said, I'm discovering who I am again. <laughs> I need to know what's going on. And uh, but... Right. And uh, have you seen uh, Mr. Carucci uh, around? <sighs> he's, been, he's been hanging with his wife. So his wife's a little more interesting than me. Really? And if we're not if we're not booked, you know what what are we gonna do? And I, I was I was I was starting to enjoy comedy again right before this happened. So. But I know. I'll try, and that just means I'll enjoy it more when I come back. So I wonder if, if, if we right. if we ever come back. Well, I wonder. <laughs> if, I mean, I I get scared. Like I wonder what clubs are gonna come back and which ones are 
going to say, fuck it. You know, I wonder if people are going to leave town and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, I wonder if people are going to just change their like lives after this or they're just going to kind of, I guess the longer we're in this, the longer people, the, the bigger the change for certain people's uh, lives. But I wonder if people are going to be like, fuck it, I'm not doing stand up anymore or I'm out of the city forever, whatever. I, I wonder if that's going to happen. I'm just curious, but. Uh, we'll see, right? We'll see. I guess only time. One day tell. at a time. Right. We have. Yeah. You know what? This is the best lesson in one day at a time because we really, we don't know. I mean, tomorrow they could have like a vaccine or or cure. They could find. Oh my God, this medicine will cure you. You know, in like you know, it kills the virus. It's like some weird you know thing that they've found. You don't know. Uh, they have they have minor like uh things that are helping like a little bit, but. And then, you know, so we don't really know. And uh, so I guess, as you say, one day at a time. And um, Amen. And, well, this has been fun. Thank you for coming on the show. I know your day's so busy going to the dollar store and all. And the grand opening. No it less. was a spectacular day. And I, I may go back later before the 8 o'clock curfew. But Is it I, that exciting I, there? I, it... I so appreciate you, you having me on. No, thank you for it's coming great on. great to hear from you. And we got to... Uh, Hang out. When Maybe this you is and over. I will we'll have a we'll have a meeting later with all of our uh, issues, but that'll be uh, off off oh, air. Okay. Yeah, off air, definitely. Yeah. Well, we really share our dark secrets. We haven't shared enough. <laughs> I know. Well, we have to share them on <laughs> everything here. wrong with us. <laughs> I know everything is everything is wrong here. It's like no, uh, but everything is right. Um, yeah. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Mike. I hope you have fun at the dollar store. Don't buy too you know too much junk you don't need. Um, uh, I don't even, I, 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 I want to go shop. I like, they, I get nervous going, I, ha- I have to go shopping tomorrow and buy some food for the house. Cause I'm getting sick of what we have and it, we don't really have enough and enough. It goes by fast when you're home and you're eating. Like I usually eat out like a meal or two a day, you know, I'll have like a bagel out or I'll have like, um, something like a, I don't know, I'll go out for, for something else. But now I feel like I haven't eaten out at all, which is really good because I've, that's, you know, that means I haven't had diet soda. So that's good. I quit diet soda, but that, mm, that's a tough one. But I do have it once in a while when I'm like depressed. But I, I don't want to get into the addiction of it again <laughs> of the diet soda. But uh, I've been <laughs> drinking coffee, but then I get, you know, and a lot of water and seltzer water, you know, sparkling water. So, you know, you got to do, you got to do, you know, it's uh, the time of the, of the pandemic. But I want to thank you for being on my show. It's been such a fun 36 minutes, 38 minutes. And uh, I always say it's a half hour show, but it always goes over. But, you know, that's what happens when you have fun, right? That's that's my fun go-to, seltzer water. I think that's the one thing that Do you have a favorite I'm sure one? they'll find out that that's not healthy. And I, I hate how they put eight packs. They sell it in eight packs. God forbid it's healthy. They sell you four less cans for the same price. Drives me crazy. Oh, really? <laughs> Which kind do you buy? My favorite is the Poland Spring. They're orange. Oh, that's <laughs> or good. raspberry. They have one my cousin introduced, which is Polar. Polar. I think they sell it in like Polar, the Polar brand. And they have it in vanilla and it's delicious. Ooh. And I'm they, like, I, I've been buying chocolate and vanilla teas, which are really good too. That's like a new thing of mine. Like herbal teas. I like herbal teas. But, uh, all right, guys. Yummy. This is All right. go have fun, stay healthy, Thank stay you. inside. Thank you, Mike Jenkins. Where can people God find bless. you? Where can people find you? 
other than your house? Uh, Mad, MadDogJenkins.com, dog spelled D-A-W-G. Okay, MadDogJenkins.com. Thank you guys for listening to Deep with Stacey Pressman. I want to thank our guest, MadDogJenkins, Mike Jenkins. Check him out uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, be well, be safe, and uh, see you tomorrow.